Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Hi, everybody. Um, so on this quick shot of romance, we're reviewing Heathens by Alta Hensley. Um, we'll link the synopsis of the book on the on-the-shelf show notes at buzzingaboutromance.com. Is Alta Hensley one of your new-to-you authors for this she year? She is, yes. Okay. Um, so you've never read anything else by her? I have, no, I haven't. This is my first one. So I read, she did a duet with um, Renee Rose that was Mafia that I really liked. She did um, a Dangerous Press Alice in Wonderland retelling that was very yes. good. I really liked that. Um, and... But this book, Heathens, can be read as a complete standalone. I want to be clear about that. It is 100% a standalone book. It is. But it is a spinoff from her um, Gods Among Men trilogy. Now, I only read book one and book two of that because book three is Why Choose. And Why Choose is just not my gig. Um, No, not not for me either. I I didn't realize the third one was. But the first two are great. And I think Alta Hensley does enemies to lovers like exceptionally well. Book one is very like they hate each other. Oh, yeah. And, it make, and it's true it. enemies to lovers. Um, so I also want to talk about a little bit before we get into all the breakdown. Alta Hensley has a very unique writing style. She does. It's very um, poetic. It is poetic. I think you were were saying that. Yeah. It's not like, so I feel like A.L. Jackson writes in verse. Yes. There's a rhythm in a, almost a lyrical sense to how um, A.L. Jackson writes. Alta Hensley does not write poetically like that. It's not lyrical. It's repetitive. And you will slowly start to see repeats of phrases, like almost a mantra through the whole book. Okay. Um, and you'll have to tell me, yeah, I, I'm like, I don't know if I picked up on that. So like she says constantly, he's my dad's best friend. And if you look at where it comes into a sentence, it comes after long descriptive sentences. Okay. So there's a pattern to how Alta Hensley writes. Some people find that annoying. I actually find comfort in it. I like how she writes. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, so release date is January 5th of 2024. Tropes are dad's best friend, age gap, small town, uh, pining hero, stalker, Yes. He stalks like he a god. Her. Yes, like he it's does. his job. Um, I would classify him as an unexpected protector. He does not work in security of any kind. He does not have a military background. He is not a police officer, but he is protector. Yeah, I would agree with that. He's very protective. Um, and this is forbidden as far as a trope goes because. <clears throat> The age, that's a very large age gap and dad's best friend. Yes. Now, if you listen to our Buzzing After Dark episodes that are over on Patreon, we will give you a breakdown of kink. And I felt that in this book, it was, 
it was important that we talk about the two very dominant kinks that were in this book. Yes, there is a very, very heavy primal kink. Very heavy primal kink. And it is absolutely the chase. You are hunted. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot. And then there yeah. is the absolute dom, submissive, and punishment kink. Yes, heavy punishment. And he does a little bit of degradation. He calls her name. <laughs> yeah he does a little bit um so uh point of view it was dual first person right yes 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 um there is a third act breakup so next thing you need to check content warnings if you're going to read this book yes it does say it is a dark romance um but this is consensual non-consent because in this book our heroine's story consents to what happens to her in some respects, but in others, and not in others, there's no consent. Um, there is also mention of murdering of a parent and stalking. There are zero, zero content warnings, trigger warnings from the author. Yeah, and I didn't, like I said, I didn't realize that at all until I saw your note. And I was like, oh, there aren't. Well, and so, and that's bad on me because I did suggest this title. Uh, I'm aware that this author writes dark and pushes the boundaries. And I don't know if in her previous books she's ever put content warnings. Yeah, and it wasn't a bother for me. I mean, I knew going in it was going to be a dark romance. So it wasn't, like I said, I didn't even register the fact that there wasn't a content warning until you said it like after I had already read it. So it didn't bother me, but I could see where it would bother some people if they don't know going in because the first, the first like non-consensual kind of scene is it's pretty graphic. It is pretty graphic. Um, So one of the things I want to talk about a little bit is the age gap because we do not know how big of an age gap this is. No, and for somebody like me that has a little bit of a problem with that dynamic sometimes, I liked the fact that I didn't really know how much they how old they were, how much how big the age gap was, but they made clear that she was over 18 the whole time that they were crushing on each other or whatever. Well, there's a scene that's a flashback where he spanks her because she went and got drunk at a party and crashed her dad's car while trying to parallel park it. Yes. But it doesn't say if this was a high school party, if it was an underage drinking or nothing, but she comes to him for help and he pulls her pants down and spanks her. I did go back and look because I was searching for the age difference. She doesn't meet him until she's 18. Okay. So she's over 18. So she's over 18. Okay. So yeah, that's why I was kind of like, I liked the fact that they made it clear that she was 18, but they don't ever really discuss how large the age gap is. So that makes me feel a little better because that scene I'm thinking, was she 16 and he spanked her? Like, yeah. what? I looked. Um, So our hero in this book is Locke. He is the owner of The Vault, which is a sex club on Heathen's Hollow, which is an island in the Pacific Northwest 
off the coast of Seattle about two and a half hours by ferry or boat. Yes. Um, so I do like that the author gave us uh, ge- geographical kind of help there without being like, it's this specific place. Yeah, because you can kind of like imagine this isolated little area, which also gives it kind of like a spooky vibe and leans into that whole, leans into the whole vibe of the book, I think. Well, when you start reading the prologue, and she does this in her God Among Men series, you don't know if this is contemporary or if this is paranormal. The way she writes, there's a fantastical sense to the mist and the lore of the island. So, and they have these, like in Gods Among Men, they have names of gods. So you're like, wait, am I reading like mythology erotica or am I reading, you know, contemporary um, or dark? And it, it, I think that that's really great the way she writes it. Yeah, it was really spooky. And when we were talking about the poeticism of the way she writes, like that's the part I was thinking about is how she kind of like, when she leads into this book and it's very like it's very storytelling like you like you said you don't know if you're in like a myth like it's very like different otherworldly i guess yeah and there are definitely two sets of people on the island there are the uber rich which are somehow associated to the godwin family and Locke himself is associated to the godwin family um, he owns the vault and it is also an ex- successful billionaire that has a connection to some of the underdealings. Yeah, we don't really, I don't know that we really get like the exact kind of thing he does, but there's like hints, I think. Yeah. And S- Story meets Locke because her dad worked for the Godwin family as an enforcer. And he's best friends with. Yeah. And Locke and her dad were best friends. And her dad is dead. He was murdered. And that does become a plot point later on in this book. It does. And I won't spoil anything, but I really like how that whole plot point played out in the very end. I did. But what I want to talk about is, and this is in the blurb, and I think this is why it was okay that there weren't... It's not okay that there aren't trigger warnings. That's not what I'm saying. I think that part of the reason we were okay not having a trigger warning page was because in the blurb, the author writes the blurb in such a way that we know some of what's going to come forward. And Yeah, it's, it's clear. One of the big pieces in this book is the hunt. It is a age-old tradition on the island of Heathen's Hollow that starting in the fall to the winter for a series of what four weekends around the full moon yeah it ends up being four um they have what they call the hunt single women young single women a register that they will participate in the hunt they get they put a red light on their front porch that they're given And they have to dress in a white linen nightgown on their doorstep. When they hear the call for the hunt, they run. Whistle, yeah. And the men that sign up for the hunt, that pay to hunt, chase the women through the woods um, and have sex with them. 
Yes, while they're wearing a bone mask. While they're wearing a like bone a, mask. Of like a stag. A deer carcass stag, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. yes. And the women then are paid in not only cash, but presents in a high-end luxury gift basket. Yeah. So and and so the previous years were not up to the the owners of the vault standards. So they basically egged the guys on to do better this year. So which I thought was funny. So um Story and is talked into participating in the hunt this year by her best friend Fiori. Who participated the previous year. Yeah, who participated the previous year and is participating again. And Story is struggling. She works as a fishmonger um, and she works as a catering waitress. She's doing everything she can to keep her head above water because when her dad died, she had no money. And now Locke has offered her money, but she doesn't feel comfortable taking money from him. No, and he keeps telling her that, you know, it was from her father, but she knows that's not true because her father was, you know, notorious for getting into business deals and losing all of their money every time he had some. Yeah. And while there absolutely were times, I never thought Story was the typical too stupid to live damsel in distress type character. She absolutely no. is not a femme fatale, though. No, she's not. She was. There are moments where I thought she lacked common sense, but she had an unexpected strength about her. She did. She was kind of surprising because I thought at times I was going to be like, oh, this girl, I don't know. And but then she would, you know, then she would rally and you'd see the backbone and she was. She was definitely like a contrast a little bit at times, but I enjoyed it. So, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but the role that Locke plays in the hunt, like it was pretty obvious to me what was going to happen with story and the hunt. Um, And that's where we say, like story ends up getting spanked because she went to the club um, and Locke had told her not to go. And so this is where the non-consensual, she didn't consent to that to come into. But she yeah. did consent to being hunted. And you're not supposed to know the identity of your hunter. No. Um. Let me see. Was there anything else that I had big thoughts on? I will say I felt like the pace, it's a really, it's only 251 pages on the book. The ending was a little slow. Yeah, it was. It was a little slow. And I think um, I was I was kind of like I got to the end and I, I really wanted like another chase scene at the end. Like I was a little upset. I, I wanted like, more hunt. <laughs> I, I don't. Too. I felt like it was supposed to be this big plot point. but We didn't get a ton of it. We get no. two hunting scenes and I really at the end wanted them to to hunt again did too you know she obviously would know who her chaser was but like i wanted that i wanted that kind of bringing that back that full circle yeah i I felt the same i think that was my that was my main my biggest thing was like i wanted more of that um so in your question here on the doc are the business partners going to get books i hope so and i will i will slide into alta hensley's dms and i will ask but I kind of hope so. Um, yeah. 
because there's a scene at the end, which I was nervous about the scene at the end. When he takes her after they've gotten all back together after their breakup and he takes her to Uh the vault. Oh, yeah. 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 And the girl that's at the table servicing all the business partners and it forces story to speak up. Yeah, I was I was glad that she was forceful about that. I was like, oh, no, let's not let this happen right here. That's what I was like. I was I was starting to get mad. Like I was like, what 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 is happening? Um, I was having a moment. So I do hope the business partners get books. I would also like to see Story's best friend, Fiori. Friend. Yeah, I think so, too. Because she's but spicy. Yeah, she, she is. And I think the, um, oh, my gosh, I'm having a, okay, Bracken is one business partner who you see the most of in this book. Like, he's very interesting. Like, I would be, you know, and the other two, obviously, but you see the most of Bracken. I think, I think he needs a book. I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, and then you have another question. Go ahead. Ask me the question. Oh, did you read the bonus epilogue? I did not. I didn't either. I didn't so. need it. I didn't need it. I feel like Locke and Story, he showed her that he's not only her dom and her protector, he supports her and he wants to make her life better. And I think that this is where like billionaire romances win we get the I'm an independent female and I'm not taking shit from him. Are you kidding? He has the money and the means to help you realize your dream. Yeah. Take the stupid car, take the building, paint for a living, like do what makes you happy. Yeah. And you're getting some good dick while you do it. Like, come on. (laughs) I I know it was a little, I was, she, she protested a little too much, but you know, the only reason I asked if you read it is because I think she says that it's a, it's a deleted, like steamy scene that would have gotten the book banned. Oh, so that's why I, that's why I asked if you'd read it. I'm, I was going to go read it and then I, it was, I just started doing something else, but yeah, I don't think it's like a, like an extra like extended it's it's she said it was a scene that was too hot it was too hot to put in the book so i wonder if it's another chase scene oh maybe that's our extra chase scene um oh and i didn't mention i have a huge (laughs) critique of this book yes yes i was waiting on it there's a butt sex scene and there's no lube and no prep no thing no, it's it is it is dry as fucking bones. I was like I was like, I don't know how that happened. Like Especially no. if you read the first chase scene. Well, when you read one of their first interactions, you're like, Oh. You know, he's a romance yeah. hero with romance hero oh, yeah. size. Oh yeah. Yeah, there was uh it was <laughs> I I was, I was waiting on it. I was like Really? Nothing? Like, no. Not even any spit. <laughs> like, nothing. Not, not like zero. Nothing. Nothing. I don't know. Listen, I think that from now on, I'm buying romance authors lube and just shipping it to their houses. Send it to them. Just send it. <laughs> Be like, hello. Thank you for writing this book. I would like to give you lube. I, I mean, it would have been like at least something because that one was that one. I was like, oh, man, I was like, yeah. that's not not good. No, it was not. Anyway, um, <laughs> I enjoyed this book. I'm glad you enjoyed this book. Yes. Uh, thank you for reading it with me. Yes. Thanks for telling me about it. It was really good. I liked it. Until next time, everybody. Happy reading. 
find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.